0: Welcome to the disambiguation podcast where each week we try to remove some of the confusion around AI and business automation by talking to experts across a broad spectrum of business use cases and of course the underlying technology. I'm your host, Michael Fawcett. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Friday, and it's on all the major podcast platforms that you'd expect—Apple, Google, etc. Uh, it's also released on YouTube as a video, and then we post a transcript on the Arian Research blog a couple of days after the show drops. Um, today, I'm really excited to uh, to, to uh, talk about marketing and you know the use of AI in marketing and. You know that's that's one of the uh, areas that is seeing a lot of, of interest and disruption from generative AI and all the other tools. Um, in in fact, in the survey that we just did on AI adoption, we we saw among the top use cases um, that content creation was in the top six use cases, and and over forty percent of the respondents uh, said that they were already doing uh, using. Um, generative AI for content creation. So a lot of activity there. So again, I'm excited today to bring on uh, Nicole Leffer. She's a senior marketing executive with 18 years of experience leading and growing with innovative B2B and B2C marketing teams, including almost two years of hands-on experience in leveraging AI and natural language processing in B2B marketing. She's an entrepreneurial self-starter, has a passion for growing startups and increasing revenue and profit. We all have a passion for that, I think. Um, so anyway, welcome, uh, welcome Nicole. Great for you to join me today.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, really, uh, really appreciate it. And I'm excited to learn a good bit more about uh, AI and marketing. So I can we start by just uh, give us a little bit of, uh, background on how you got, I mean, I know you're a senior marketer, you've done, you know, marketing for many years in your career, but how did you get into the AI piece of it? How did, how did that come about?
1: So I was working as the head of marketing for a B2B SaaS company and needed a tool to help us be more efficient with our writing and increase the quality of the writing just to streamlined those processes. And this was in August of 2021, went out and looked, I, you know, I'd heard vaguely just in the world, there was this AI stuff and found a couple of AI tools for our team to use, brought them on board and ended up falling madly in love with these tools, I probably drove everybody at the company crazy because whether they were on the marketing team or not, I was telling them everything we were doing with AI all the time. Um, But I brought them on, both myself and my team were using them pretty much every day. I was definitely using them every day. I think my team was using them pretty much every day. And saw this dramatic improvement in the marketing that we were doing with these tools brought into our workflows, I was trying to figure out every single way we could to use them. Was at that company for a year using the AI the entire time on that marketing team, went separate ways, and was really excited about this technology. So while I decided what I was going to do next, I dug really deeply into, you know, what are these other tools? And, you know, around that time, like the image generation stuff was really starting to come around. and started using how, learning how to use Dolly and mid journey and some of those tools and then chat GPT yeah. came out <laughs> and yeah. because I was very absolved, like absorbed in this AI world. I was like, wait, I heard about this, you know, within a, the day it came out within a couple of days, I signed up got <laughs> yeah. on there and immediately was like, oh, this is wildly awesome and game changing and you know I've had a lot more experience with this kind of stuff than most people when they first saw chat GPT so Mm. maybe I wasn't quite as shocked but I knew immediately that this made it so much more accessible and so much easier to use and like really understand and Dug in, learned everything I could about ChatGPT initially by having it forget marketing for a second. I was having it write me dinner recipes. You'll know, give it a list of ingredients for dinner. I had it write your recipe for dinner. I had it write a poem about my 97 year old grandmother, which was really cool to give my 97 year old grandmother an AI generated poem. Um, you know, I was playing with it for fun stuff, and that made me see the real potential for marketing started playing with it for that and sharing it with cmos that i know in the cmo community i'm in and suddenly they other people started getting excited about ChatGPT. gpt you know a few months later and they came back and they're like hey nicole what was that thing we've all been ignoring you talking about um can you tell our team how to do what you're talking about and so i just ended up starting to come in and work with marketing teams and then larger companies as well to help mm. them learn how to do the ai stuff so and I'm in it all day, every day and working with people who are integrating it in their businesses. Yeah. all day,
0: every day. No, I mean, it, it's, it's such an exciting time. And I think, you know, all across the board, I I'm having conversations about what you could do and can you do. And, and, uh, I'm with you. I signed up for ChatGPT and Claude and art and like all of the, all of the, all the names that you can go with and have been using them quite a bit. And I, it's a, it's an exciting time. So I I'm curious though, in the marketing world specifically, like how does this change your marketing strategy where are you incorporating uh, ai into your normal marketing workflow and and what does that do for for the uh, for the company
1: everywhere so for me personally <laughs> Absolutely everywhere. I use it. I don't know what I don't use it for. It's a harder question to say, where didn't you incorporate AI (laughs) than where did you? It doesn't answer my emails for me. Like it doesn't actually like read and answer my like general emails. Um, But I am using it for all of my social content, all my content marketing. Mm -hmm. I am using it for all of my landing page creation and writing, um, Image generation in all of my PowerPoints, PowerPoint slides, writing. I mean, if you name it, like, and then, like, forget the content creation. I'm using it for strategy. I use it to help me set up spreadsheets to track, hmm. you know, work, social, uh, client time. It's, that's not the directly marketing, but project management, all of it. Like, there's very little that I do not use AI for at this point.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. So how how does it, how does it save the marketing team? You know, what, what does it do for your marketing team? What can you automate with it? And how does it, how does it make their day, you know, what's a day in the life of a, of an AI enabled marketer look like?
1: Yeah, so I think there's a huge mindset shift. First off, I do want to be very clear with people. I do not recommend truly automating your AI. We are not at that point yet. Uh, people are doing it. Like I have seen hor- like terrifying posts on LinkedIn and stuff on Twitter of people talking about straight up automating. Like I just write a sentence. It goes to Zapier, connects all these tools and posts, and then you get stuff that is completely made up and it it is a really risky thing to do. So please don't actually automate your AI, (laughs) like yet. It may get there eventually, but this week, not a good idea. I mean, certain parts you can automate, but human needs to review anything that you do. Uh, But what I'm really seeing people using it for is to dramatically increase their efficiency while simultaneously increasing the quality of their outputs. So doing this through using ChatGPT or other AI tools, but largely ChatGPT is what so many people are using um, as a thought partner and helping to collaborate, almost like having another person working on the project with you who is exceptionally fast at what they do. So using it for everything from writing outlines to actually generating the copy to building out marketing strategies, all of the thinking just having a thinking partner Mm -hmm. a lot of my clients that get deep into it get so excited about the fact that they realize that they have somebody they can bounce ideas off of 24 7 and they don't have Mm -hmm. to wait for a response like i had an idea especially like (laughs) love this like it's 2 a.m i woke up i had an idea (laughs) i want feedback (laughs) i'm not bothering my team we don't have time tomorrow, so I'm just going to go tell Chad J.P.T. and start like working through this idea with yeah. a thought partner and they're there. Yeah. So
0: that's that's cool. that's interesting, actually. And I, I mean, I've been using it a fair bit for, uh, you know, research because of, you know, it certainly does speed that up. And I I can sort of see it in the marketing context as uh, almost like a force multiplier, right? It, it helps you do a lot more with the team that you have uh, because you've got this kind of partner as you're working through these different activities.
1: I mean, I am in my actual, my own business, I'm a team of one and I cannot fathom how I could have done this without a team of five. What I, what I do now, how I could have done as much as I do without a team of five before AI, it's like that much of a force multiplier.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, if it, if, you know, that level of uh, of uh, assistance and you know speeding up your processes, I think is is amazing. You know, one one of the areas in in marketing, well, I mean, across sales, marketing, the business in general that I um, focused on for a while is around customer journey and and the idea that customer behaviors changed a lot, but we we aren't really adapting to. To that model, because certainly the customers um, don't just come to your site and read your copy and think you're great and tell you and buy from you, you know, anymore, right? They go wherever they want to do their own research. So I'm curious, how it, how can you, you know, how could you see AI play in this realm of, you know, journeys and interactive journeys, perhaps dynamic journeys? I mean, what, what's happening around AI and the, and the customer there?
1: Well, it's really wild because you can really like, right into your prompting that I'm talking to this persona at this stage of their journey. This is what decisions they're trying to make at this point. And I need to create this kind of content that apply, like really is relevant to them and even give the kind of thought leadership and the kind of ideas that maybe your sales team is using, or you, you know, your marketing, you want to be giving them at that point in the journey and really very quickly create highly customized content, whether that is emails that get to, them at the exact right time or like just mixing into your social media mix, your blog mix, whatever it is. It's so easy to create that like content for different people at different times in their journey. And that's like a great, yes. Even if you already have the content, to adapt it for where somebody is in their journey so that you're really highly personalized.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, one of the things that I've seen for years, I've done, you know, buyer behavior studies and, and it always comes up really high, um, you know, that that context and relevance is really what matters when you're interacting with a prospect or a customer. So is that something that you can help with this? I mean, it sounds like you're you're examining behavior and then and then it can help you react to that in nearly real time. I mean, is that the sort of thing that you're seeing now?
1: I mean, I think it's just that it speeds up the process so dramatically that you can create content <laughs> so much faster, right? Like it maybe mm. it used to take take you an hour to get a high quality thought leadership LinkedIn post done or two hours or three hours, like depending on the person, the company, Mm. all of that. And now you can do it in 15 minutes. Well, you can respond a lot faster to a lot more people do a lot more targeted marketing when you Mm. don't have the amount of time. (laughs) But for like the real time, again, you still need a human in the loop, right? Like you can't just do this stuff and like set it for, I mean, it's a really bad idea. So it's not like you can just say like I want you to analyze all my customers, do all of this, make me 12 million pieces, and just send them out. Mm-hmm. And now everybody has custom tailored content to where they are, um, unless it's really just like a mail merge kind of a thing. Like right. that's a really bad idea if you're truly customizing it, because like suddenly you're going to get some really <laughs> random stuff in people's email inboxes mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But. Like what you can do is a sa- like a salesperson says, I have a customer and they're asking me X, Y, Z questions and they want to know if we have any kind of content, that is a proof mm. point that we know about this and like, obviously we know about it, but we don't have any content of that. I'm like, okay, well just tell me what we know about it. Give me the information, mm-hmm. you know, tell me in a voice memo. Just send me a voice memo explaining yeah. the ideas around it drop the transcript of that voice memo into chat GPT and now post a blog post about it. And now you can send, actually, we were just about to like, you know, we were just about to go live mm. with a blog on this topic <laughs> and you could support in, You know, maybe it's not really mm. time, but if you got off a sales call and, 45 minutes or an hour later, they're sending you a blog post on the topic you were curious about. They at least knew enough to write on that topic. Right. Now, you notice, I did not say you asked Chad GPT to research it, come up with the idea, <clears throat> to, like create that post. I said, you give it the idea. Right. The <clears throat> yeah.
0: yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point. And I, <clears throat> I know I've, I've played around with it around content creation a bit too. And You know most of the stuff i do tends to be research heavy so it's a little deeper than maybe some of the top of funnel um content so so that really does require a fair bit of interaction like i i wouldn't just have it write a blog post i might have it write a paragraph on x and then yeah so one of the one of the areas that um you know that that is a concern in marketing because you are doing heavy personalization um is this idea around ethical and or privacy so how how are you walking how do you help marketing teams really understand the the risk there and how to mitigate those risks as they work through you know their their new workflow
1: yeah so it's really important to think about like the the risks around the ai as you are incorporating it so there's on the privacy side, you've got to think about like, you don't put client details into these tools. You don't put the names like personalization no longer means dropping <laughs> a name in, right? You don't need to put the name of the company. You can add that. That's what the human does after mm-hmm. you don't need to tell chat Any of that you say, I want to write a email to a VP of HR at a you know, a company with 125 employees that is around this size of revenue. These are their pain points. These are their concerns. Mm. Write me this, you know, this is the information about our company and what we do. Write me the email that's going to go to that persona with those concerns. And you put in mm. the name. You're not like, I saw on your LinkedIn that you posted X, Y, Z. Like, that's not good use <clears throat> of personalization. Like, that, for AI. Hey, And not saying, like, you could drop that in yourself at the end. That's the little bit that the human does. But you definitely do not want to be ever giving these tools personal information about your clients. That is a really good way to get yourself into some hot water.
0: Um, That makes sense. That makes sense. It's almost like being aware, right? I mean, it's just having the level of awareness there too.
1: Yeah. And then it's, you also, I, you know, you've got to talk to to market. I got to talk to marketing teams about the risks of AI with other areas too, like hallucination. And like, Hmm. when you say you do research with it, like, how are you mitigating the risks of hallucination and fact checking and all of that? Because you have to make sure if you're researching with AI, (laughs) you're fact checking everything. If it's that Mm -hmm. kind of risk there's different kind of research which is like how do i do this on my computer (laughs) give me a process for this like what are some strategies and stuff that kind of research you don't necessarily have to back you just see when you use it but making sure teams understand the risks with hallucinations making things up is the other piece it's not just like how do you like what is the data security risk
0: yeah one, one of the things that i've Thing that I think it does really well is is provide you with summaries of a larger amount of information like uh, you can upload like Claude for example you can upload attachments and it'll and it'll summarize them for you that's been really useful for me it's
1: so useful but even with that before you go use that summary to create something (laughs) that is public facing that you're saving like any reputation or company on fact check what's in it because it can hallucinate even in the summary I've seen it and they all do it um so you definitely need to be aware and so that's the kind of stuff I'm educating marketers on Uh, you know, when I go in and work with teams that you don't just assume because it comes out of the tool, it's true. And there are prompting strategies to help limit that. Um, And they do work well, but they're not, they're still not perfect. Mm -hmm. And every now and then you'll get this random hallucination in there and it'll sound factual. So I, I mean, I love it for summarizing bullet pointing stuff too. Mm -hmm. But then before I actually would publish anything off of what it says or, you know, do anything major with it. I'm still going to go like, let me find the point in the text. You only find, do a search of the text and be like, I just want to see what it got this from, like, where did this? come from because you do want to be careful still
0: yeah course. i mean I th- again i think this comes back to your statement of you know it's intentional right you have to be yeah. conscious of what's going on and be aware that it can hallucinate that you can you know i i just i did a, a survey and published a study this week on ai adoption and and i was really surprised um in in the uh in the concerns category uh hallucinations were actually the the least uh ranked among those kinds of concerns that they had and and accuracy was was very high on the list of things they really were concerned about which is the same thing which is the same thing i
1: know hallucinations are well that People only know it's not accurate yeah.
0: that like, that's actually that. yeah that's why i said that because i thought well, yeah. you, i asked it both ways on purpose because i yeah. wanted to see because i think that is a problem right now the whole idea around hallucination what does that really mean and yeah
1: On the other hand, the fact that these tools have those limitations is actually a good thing. And I, that's going to be controversial. I've said that, but in the (laughs) space of like, this protects jobs, right? Like this actually for, we are not used to this world. And if these tools just came out of the gate, perfect. And you don't need a human to fact check it. And you don't need a human to pilot it. And it just comes out of the gate. Perfect you're going to have a huge amount of job loss very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I actually think for the sake of like our society, <laughs> it's actually probably mm-hmm. what most people are like, the hallucinations are such a huge issue with this information. And I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying there's also the benefit of the fact that it makes things up protects your job because mm-hmm. you are still necessary within this process to be the one that makes sure that it is correct and yeah. that there is true expertise to what it's saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when I look at the um, at the way you can apply AI to just in general in business, it's, it's it's sort of these two big use cases, right? You could either have it automate certain things that you don't want humans to do anymore because it's not a good use of time. So you aren't really getting value there or you could use it to help people do more. And that's, I I think that's one of the biggest use cases you described here in the, in the marketing world is that it, it's an assistant that makes you better, makes you produce more. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So can you, can you give me, um, and, and obviously I know, you know, their clients so you can't necessarily talk in detail about a client but but in, in in general could you give me an example of a project that you've done that applied ai and really had good outcomes and then i'm kind of curious to tie that into the and how did they measure that how did they know they actually got what so, they wanted out of it
1: so with my teams that i work with i'm training them i'm not actually working on their projects so i can't take credit for like the pro I can teach them how to do stuff, but I'm not running their projects. Sure. I can share an example of something I've recently done in the marketing sphere that I do yeah. any marketing team.
0: Sure.
1: So I um wanted to create a well, you know, a lead magnet that had that was for generating leads, a document. I posted on social media, first off, uh Chat could you help me write my LinkedIn post about this? But I posted talking about AI tells. It signs that AI is the one that wrote this content. And some of the things that I'd seen, and I said, I would love to hear what you see as very clear set- tells of AI, because I love, you know, there's obviously lots of people are noticing different things, different patterns that stand out to them. And if I get enough comments, I'm going to create a document of this. So I posted this on LinkedIn. I posted it on multiple Slack communities I'm in. I posted it. I did a a tick about it and i got a ton of content con- like a ton of ideas some of them were good some of them were not like you know it was yeah i didn't agree with some of them i agreed with a lot of it and i was like oh i forgot that i forgot that so i took all of it copied and pasted all of it into a word document like just i copied and pasted the comments from each of these places the longest and most time consuming thing of everything i did was removing the names because i wasn't going to put anybody's names in and i took that uploaded it into code interpreter and asked it to categorize which code interpreter is in ChatGPT paid accounts. For anybody that doesn't know, right? <clears throat> um, so I uploaded this document and asked ChatGPT to categorize all of this. Explained what these comments were, categorize it, organize it, show me where the same thing repeated multiple mm-hmm. times. We went through a process to essentially get a cat. Uh, Word document that chat GPT made for me, like actually created for me. that had specific words, specific phrases and grammatical and writing patterns that are indicators of AI writing versus human writing, not guaranteed that it's AI writing versus human writing, but you know, patterns you see a lot in AI. Hmm. And I took, took that. It took 15 minutes when I say, you know, like, it sounds like it it probably took 15 minutes to switch the names and 15 more minutes to get an exported word document that had all of this done. And then I just applied my formatting myself quickly, put it in columns, you know, dropped my logo in there and I gave it back to chat GPT and was like, what should we title this? Like, what's a great name? Here's what we're trying to get across. It gave me a great headline. I came up with spot the bot, which I thought was super cute. Made this, then I gave it back to Chat GPT in Code Interpreter still and said, We're going to create a, the landing page copy for this lead magnet. And here's an example of a past lead magnet's landing page copy that performed well. Write me the copy. And you know, it gave me something that was 80% of the way there. Mm. I picked and choose, did some regenerations, picked and choose, put it on my website. Now we're going to write the email that goes out. I actually had myself just cause of like, it was fast and easy. I was sending out like another email that had included this document at that point. So I gave it the copy from the other email I had sent for context. Um, and so I just kind of shift it. You have the landing page, you have the copy from the email that I sent. That was, you know, a few sentences about what this is and turn this into the, the email delivering the lead magnet. It wrote me that copy, put it in HubSpot. Now write me the LinkedIn post about this. Wrote me the LinkedIn post about it. All of this. I did. So it was like maybe 15 to 20 minutes of. So it was 30 minutes with my removing the names. It was on that end to get the document done. 10 minutes to format it. So we're at 40 minutes and maybe... An hour and a half to do the landing page and email inclusive of getting it on the website, Hmm. QA testing, all of that, like testing the links, getting the form created on HubSpot, like all of it. So I would say two and a half hours from concept to execution, like to live being posted on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. So, so get to, to, to put that into the right perspective though. Tell me what that would have taken you if you didn't have any of those tools.
1: I mean, (laughs) would have been a two day project. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's so hard to like remember exactly, but like, if you think about I need to manually categorize all of this look through it copy and paste am i repeating things alphabetizing like all of that just that would have been two and a half hours to get i mean like it probably would have been three hours four hours just to get the document made and then, I mean, how long does it take to write copy for a landing page and make it good? And the email copy, I mean, it probably would have been two solid work days yeah. of doing it. And now the LinkedIn posts, the, I mean, the TikTok track GPT didn't write, but like it did all of it. And it, you know, it's just, it's a much quicker process. And, and I am getting signed up, so results wise it's driving a lot of signups and like i also had an asset that i sent to my existing list and they loved it right like people are really excited about it and it was super relevant because i also had what i didn't explain is i had chat gpt explain how do you leverage this document to write your custom instructions in chat gpt like Mm. that was part of the context of why i was making this so it was a highly, highly valuable resource. This was not a resource that was like just some random dribble. Like it had really good thought quality, like thought leadership quality to it, too. So hmm. yeah, I would say I would say two days
0: in the middle. I mean, that's a, that's a, a even you know, even if it's a day, that's a lot, but a two yeah. days, you know, down to what two and, and a half or so hours. I mean, that's amazing.
1: In, in-house that in would have house. taken you, th- no, no, I'm like in-house in a company that would have been three weeks to go <laughs> <Well, laughs>
0: live. Right. Cause it I wouldn't, think. it wouldn't be the same person and you would be passing that around across the yeah. team and yeah, that's fair. Lots cool, of too. people
1: would have been talking about what should we include? Right. What should we not like, you know, it becomes a different beast when you get in-house in a company, but even so, like you probably would have added to that two and a half hours, um, mm. uh, but it wouldn't have been three weeks anymore.
0: Yeah, so so it sounds like from the tools that you described in that project, I mean, most of that is um, is generative AI based. So so a GPT, you know, large language model slash.
1: That's the vast majority yeah. of what I'm using yeah. is generative AI.
0: Is there anything else that uh, that marketers should know, like as far as other tools or things, that, solutions that they could apply to this uh, beyond? the generative ai or or is that really where the focus is right now
1: for me that's where the major focus is but where where i like the tools that i personally use and talk a lot about Hmm. are of course and the plus accounts and all the bells and whistles that go with that um and bing and edge like are great claude is great as a supplement to it Mm -hmm. Um, but then I'm also whisper is an incredible tool for transcription and I don't know if you would really classify whisper as generative AI because it's AI but I don't know if I don't know if I would classify it as generative because it's not inventing something it's just translating your speech into text that's highly accurate Mm -hmm. Uh, so I use that all the time I am using um, mid-journey all the time I've started, which is generative AI, but for images. Uh, yeah. I use Runway a little bit. I'm just getting into that, which is generative AI for video. Um, and I am, I like, there is a tool called Anyword that, disclaimer, technically I'm an affiliate for them. So, but that is not why I talk about them. That was <laughs> a tool that I used for a very long time personally and paid for. Mm. Um, and they do predictive performance scores mm. so that they have the generative element to it. But why I love it is because it can predict how your copy is going mm. to perform. That's, That's probably outside the realm of being considered generative. Like that part of their mm. tool.
0: And what, what was the tool's name again? That one I haven't tried. Any called
1: AnyWord.
0: AnyWord. Okay. Yeah. Right, I have to to give that one a try then because I haven't uh, haven't run across that one yet. That's interesting. Also dealing. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it's good. And and uh, and have you seen? I know Adobe just launched the beta of uh, of an image uh, tool, uh, Firefly. Have you seen that at all? And
1: I love Fire. That's another one. I so I'm using Firefly within the Photoshop beta. So anybody with a Photoshop account can download Photoshop beta on their computer and play with and use Firefly within. Um, within that beta. It is awesome. I use it every day, but you can't really use, it's technically not licensed for commercial use until it goes into the live version. So it's just like people need to be aware of that. I think it's a great tool to start building your skills on because it's going to be available
0: live very soon Mm. i hope i think yeah Um, i hope so i I was actually just talking to to the adobe some of the adobe folks the other day about it because i i i as a photographer too of course i i love the idea of it um and the other thing that i really like that they said and i think is really important is the the training data for firefly is all content that adobe already has all the rights to so so you're not worried about and i mean of course it's adobe so they certainly don't want to you know cannibalize any creatives uh since that is their big audience but
1: i really love the adobe beta for like really using it to like clean up images and that kind of stuff just extend a background not like generate something completely from scratch but you know Um, i I was using it as, like, I had a picture of a computer. Like, I have a demo that I was just recording. I got to post it on TikTok. But, like, it's got, like, you know, extra things in the picture. And I was like, I just want to take them out. Yeah. And you just think, you know, it used to be hours and hours and hours to do that in Photoshop. And now it's like you circle it and just say, remove the USB port from sitting on top of my computer. Remove the glare on the kitchen counter. And it just- yeah vanishes.
0: Into yeah, back. I mean, that's amazing. And again, I'm as a photographer and having used, you know, Photoshop and other editing tools for so long, you know, it, it, even I've used them that long. It's still hard. Like it's just never easy to go in and, oh, let's make this look right. And so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really amazing. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, so just, a, we are, we're getting close to the time. So I, I but I do want to, one of the things that I'm really curious about from you is like what? What advice would you give a CMO right now if they're thinking about uh, incorporating AI into their to their marketing processes? What what what's the advice?
1: Do it <laughs> because <laughs> if you're not, you are putting your company at a severe disadvantage. Yeah. At the end of the day, I am seeing what I am seeing is that there is this kind of the happening. There are the companies going all in on this and they are skyrocketing their results. They're skyrocketing their efficiency. Their entire businesses are changing in a very positive way because they are all in on this technology. And then on the opposite side, you have these companies that are not touching it at all. And they're like, we're gonna wait. This is scary. We're worried about the legal concerns. We're worried about the security. And that is not just say do not be aware of the legal concerns and do not be aware of the security. You need to talk and have policies around all of that stuff. But if you're letting fear or uncertainty or my team's not skilled be the thing that says we're not gonna do this at all, you're gonna your competitors are gonna go up and you're gonna stay flat or maybe like this and See that, <laughs> but yep. it's it's really creating a very rapid competitive gap, and mm-hmm. it's going to continue to widen, and it's going to widen quickly because the tech is getting better, like literally on a daily basis anything improve at this
0: rate it, no it is amazing and the other thing that i i noticed um and i'm not sure what you've seen with the with the implementation of this but for, for me it, it almost feels like when you first try to learn how to search you know you 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 had to learn how to use google it wasn't just in intuitive to yeah. get the best answers i mean you could get some answer with any sort of a query i guess but and the prompt is the same issue with the with the generative ai if you aren't if you don't know how you, you have a hard time getting what it is you want. And right.
1: Really like yeah. now is such a good time to learn it. Mm-hmm. Because like, for example, when I first logged into Chat GPT, it was an interface where it was like put in your prompt right like it was like that was it that was all there was to learn is put in your prompt and you got a response now they have added all these other features which is yes. awesome i love it but you've now got multiple features to learn multiple settings you got to know what custom instructions are what's the share button what's the edit button thumbs up them like what are all nope. of these different things i have no idea i mean i do but like you log <laughs> in what am i supposed to do with this you know what That has been in what, eight months that nine months that it has gone, like it has dramatically changed how much you need to learn. It's still easy and attainable to learn it. But if you wait another year to log into this tool that every single Mm -hmm. company is going to expect you to use, like they expect you to use a Google search. If you wait to do that, you're now going to have another 30 features. You have to learn the first Mm -hmm. time you log in. So now you're going to have to learn all of these pieces at once versus you do it now you learn one piece at a time, you get caught up, not gonna be that hard. And then you get to learn one piece at a time as it comes out. Mm-hmm. And all of these other companies that jump on in a year from now, they're gonna be from scratch going, how the heck do you do this? And you're gonna understand everything inside out. And mm-hmm. you're gonna be at such a long-term advantage. So yeah. every marketer, every professional period whether your company is doing it or not, should be in learning these tools because otherwise you're getting left behind.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a a great, um, you know, advice to leave this on, I think, uh, you know, it's just a, just do it sort of a, a, a slogan, I guess, maybe. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, I think that I've seen that too. The the experience is the most important thing as you're kind of learning and going forward with this and being a part of it as it grows up versus coming in later has to really jump start your abilities, I would think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so that's all the time we have. I really appreciate you joining me, Nicole. It's been a really fun conversation, learned a lot and, um, But before I let you go, um, the one thing that I I like to ask uh, guests when they uh, when we're concluding the uh, episode is, can you recommend somebody, a thought leader, author, some mentor that's influenced your career? Uh, and it could be Chat GPT, I guess, too, if you want. But
1: I uh... know I'm going to uh, no, give somebody their props. Uh, I'm like real giving. <laughs> Every everybody knows I'm obsessed with Chat GPT. Uh, if you are looking for a thought leader in the AI space who understands this tech very, very well, mm-hmm. Rachel Woods from the AI Exchange mm-hmm. is one of like by far my favorite people to listen to, hear what she has to say, get her guidance. She creates incredible resources. I love Rachel, great human being too. Um, So I recommend Rachel Woods, the AI Exchange. She's a great person to be following and learning from.
0: Oh, that's great. Thank you. I I really appreciate it. And thanks uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, And thank you all for joining us this week. Um, Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And for more on AI, you can check out the Arian Research Report on AI adoption that we just published on the site, uh, arianresearch.com this week. Uh, It's a free download. So, Free research is is a good thing. Check it out. Uh, And join us next week. We're going to have a a fun uh, discussion about uh, the use of AI in the Salesforce ISV ecosystem. I'm Michael Fawcett, and this is the Disambiguation Podcast.